Welcome to Gripping Business Tales Australia, the podcast designed to help Australian businesses overcome the regular and real challenges of being a success. Now, here's your host, Murray Smith. Carl Pizer has a global view about business. His skill has been forged in the fires of a dot-com boom and bust, the global financial crisis and two pandemics. Yet Carl's business sense transferred from an early age through to his role as a professional EOS implementer. In this episode, Carl talks about a dream bust, how that drove him to improve himself and now help others focus on their mission, people and systems. Importantly, Carl also discusses the role of leadership in any business. Carl Pizer from Mission People Systems, welcome to Gripping Business Tales. Hi there, Murray. Nice to be here. Thanks for coming on. Um, We'll get more into your accent in due course because there's a bit of a story to tell there. But like all our shows, we'll start with the two traditional questions. Can you give us one personal success and one professional success you've had recently? Yeah, sure thing. And very happy to be an American uh, showing on your uh, Australia podcast right here, Murray. So my number one personal success that I've had in my life uh, was getting the Japanese uh, government's level one designation for Japanese language proficiency. Uh, It's a very difficult language test that the Japanese government set up to exclude um, uh, Chinese speakers. And uh, I got my certification from them uh, in 1999. So I still think of that as one of my main personal accomplishments. And uh, in terms of professional accomplishments, uh, very recently, actually, last uh, December, uh, December 2020, um, I uh, got the EOS uh, manual traction published in Japanese, Uh, spent over a year working on the translation with my partners here in Japan. And for me, that's a that's a big milestone. I get my name on a book. That's the first time it's ever happened to me. Yeah, well, that's a it's a great accomplishment, Carl. I know how hard you work to get to make that happen to turn uh, get uh, Japanese translation, which brings us to an important point. I'm talking to an American on a podcast primarily built for Australian businesses and New Zealand businesses, and you're in Japan. So this is a story we've got to explore. So let's start from the start. How did all this happen? Right. Well, um, I learned about EOS uh, in 2017, so a few years back, and I was really excited about it. And I looked around in Japan and thought, there's got to be other people doing this. It's such a cool system. And no, I actually was the first person to have a real interest in being a professional implementer in Japan. And so I reached out to who, uh, who's doing EOS in my part of the world. And that happened to be Daniel Davis, who is the leader of the EOS community in Sydney. Uh, he invited me down to do boot camp uh, with him and the other members of the EOS leadership team. And so I got to come to Sydney and meet some really great people uh, in the EOS community. And it's just sort of funny. I mean, I, I guess I didn't ever really plan to be part of the Australian community, but it's been so much fun. Uh, really great folks and so welcoming, really high standards and really doing great things uh, for lots of small business owners here in Australia. Yeah, great. 
So tell us a bit more about Carl, Carl Pizer, like your background, how you, what your connection is with business and, and what drives you. Yeah, okay, great. So fantastic. Um, my background really was uh, starting my own businesses. So uh, I've been an entrepreneur from an early age. My first business was at the age of 27, and right here in Tokyo, actually, uh, where I had an opportunity to get an internet uh, design um, uh, operation going with some friends of mine. It was heady times. I don't know if anybody remembers back then, um, 1998. So the internet was going gangbusters and everybody, everybody wanted to have their own homepage, their own websites going. We had so much work. We had so many great projects and it was just it was a lot of fun. Uh, unfortunately, of course, you know how the story ends. In 2000, the internet bubble pops. Uh, all of my clients halted their projects. My revenue dropped by 90% in about two weeks. And uh, really a huge shock for me. I had to let my team go. I had to close up my uh, business. And um, it was sort of a dream bust, I think, is, is how uh, I experienced it. Uh, really uh, a, a big shock for me. And I looked around. I didn't have a business. I didn't have something I could keep going at the time. And so I decided to go back to the U.S., uh, get my MBA at the University of California, Berkeley, and uh, after a couple of years, really studying and working hard to understand parts of the business uh, and sort of knowledge base that I didn't know very much about, I was ready to come back and to get back into things here in Tokyo. So uh, after I returned to Japan, I worked in IT consulting for a few years, and then I started my own management consulting business in Tokyo in 2007, and the name of my business was Mission People Systems. So sort of ironic, right? I mean, EOS has the EOS model, which is yeah. vision, people, and then the other items, right, which is uh, 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 the other uh, the pieces in there. But Mission People Systems, what are the chances? Okay, so I thought of this in 2007, and that was 10 years, more than 10 years before I knew anything about EOS. And in that 10 years of time, I, I had a very uh, structured approach to looking at businesses and helping them clarify, you know, uh, mission people and systems. But in fact, I wasn't really addressing the key piece, which is what I learned from EOS. It's the leadership team. It's the focus on a, on a coherent, highly focused, highly competent leadership team that delivers all of the great things that you can get from EOS. That was an eye opener for me. I didn't see it coming. And uh, when I learned about EOS in 2007, I thought, oh my goodness, this is for me. I have to do this. And so I stopped my consulting business, basically. I've been uh, giving up my consulting clients bit by bit. And now today I'm 100% focused on delivering EOS uh, to small business clients. Yeah, that's a really interesting story there, Carl. I want to take you back a few steps there. So you started your own business, um, you know, prior to the dot-com bubble. What, what was driving, like, okay, there was a need in the market, but what was driving you to want to do that? What, what innately makes you want to start businesses? Yeah, you know, um, I think it really comes down to uh, my wanting to build something for myself, wanting to have something that's mine. Uh, it's, there's two sides, of course, you understand the entrepreneurial equation, it's, uh, freedom, uh, but 100% responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't, you can't blame anybody else if it doesn't go uh, just right for you. And that's okay. You know what? I'm ready for that. 
and I'm ready for that 100% responsibility. I made tons of mistakes, uh, especially for, with my first business, uh, including losing it when when one of my <laughs> when my clients decide that they want to take a break from websites. <laughs> um, but but all those are rich lessons, okay? And I think that's the other thing that I really love about entrepreneurship is that you're always learning and adapting. It's not uh, it's not an end game. It's not static. You have to really be thinking about the next move and the next move, and then life is going to surprise you. Okay, you're gonna you're gonna get. I mean, COVID. My goodness, uh, imagine you getting that many lemons. You better be able to make some lemonade pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah. So tell me a bit about the. Um, you mentioned earlier about going back to UCLA and, and Berkeley and completing your MBA, and you mentioned the fact that you wanted to fill some gaps in your knowledge base. Yep. Can you recall what those gaps were and 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 when they were filled? What did that give you? Do you think? Right. Okay. So there was a couple of big pieces uh, that were missing in my approach uh, to running a business. Uh, I felt pretty confident in the sales aspect and in putting together, delivering high quality product, uh, you know, websites and 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 techno and database driven websites, that sort of thing. That was great. You know, I, I felt like I could learn those things, and if I didn't know them, I could hire somebody or work with somebody who was going to provide that. The piece that was really missing for me was the financial controls, uh, the accounting, the bookkeeping, the understanding of how to run a business with numbers. I never had that uh, with my first business, and it was it was what killed me. It was what really uh, stopped me from being able to, you know, weather the storm of the dot com dot com uh, bubble bursting. And uh, I spent, I'd have to say, 60% of my time at Berkeley just working on learning accounting, learning managerial accounting, learning uh, um, database decision making. And I got to say that, that um, it's all supported by the EOS model because the EOS model is, uh, has the finance admin uh, component, which is, of course, one third of the way that EOS looks at, at business uh, with the accountability chart. And it's so important, so important. It really transformed my uh, analysis of businesses. So as a consultant, when I would go work with a company, of course, we have initial interviews and we're looking at how the business is performing and we're looking at how people are doing their jobs. I'm a natural at sales. I'm a natural at operations uh, analysis, but I was never a natural at the financial analysis side. And so uh, that for me was a real eye opener. Uh, it, it brought my uh, skills up uh, to a level where I could really look at the whole business in a holistic way. And uh, I really think it made my solutions much more robust. Um, unfortunately, there's a lot of entrepreneurs, right, have those blind spots. Mm -hmm. which, you know, you wish you could just start off with a, with a more balanced approach. But again, you know, I think that's the learning journey. And uh, I was ready to put in the hard hours to learn, you know, something I didn't know. Um, and I think it served me well, you know, in the last, it's been, again, uh, almost 20 years now since I finished MBA, but uh, I use that, I use that, that financial modeling, that accounting work um, almost every day. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting that you hit on that in terms of uh, how you see businesses that you're working with now and, and possibly being a blind spot. Do you think uh, that's uh, one of the, the greatest um things that a business can do to, to improve itself is to get more financially literate or, or, or do you think there's, you know, one doesn't outweigh the other, there's sort of all got to, there's got to be a balance in there somewhere, but 
do you see that a lot in terms of businesses not really paying attention to the numbers? Well, it's they're not typically what I find, especially with the U.S. businesses, is that they're they're not paying attention to something. Yeah, okay? right. So so uh, so is it is it the sales side of the game? Is it the operations control and quality control and quality of delivery? Is it the financial management? You know, uh, is it the uh, is it the use of of robust admin processes? You know, across the business. Yeah. What is it? Okay, because it's something. You know, yeah. when we're working with clients. They're smart people. They work really hard and you want them to, to succeed. You want them to, to figure out what's missing. I think one of the things that we get with the EOS model is it provides the sort of uh, almost like a checklist, right? It's going to take you yeah. through all of the necessary pieces of an entire organically functioning, uh, high, high performance business. And it's going to say, have you looked at this? Have you looked at this? Have you looked at this? in a very systematic way. And that's something I think that um, I, I, for one, as a business owner, I never had that approach. Um, yeah, yeah. My goodness, I wish I had EOS 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when you you, you, th you see people that they're, you know, they're clearly not, as you say, there'll be something they're not paying attention to. What's your initial reaction? And, and how do you, how do you work with that? How do you, what, what is it that you, and you bring to the table with EOS that, that allows that to be solved essentially. Right, okay, so uh, I think there's a couple pieces here. Uh, one is that the leadership team, specifically the owner or a leader of uh, usually the integrator or visionary of the business, they have to be open to new learning, okay? So, uh, you know, it's, it's like a parachute. It only works when it's open, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I think that's the first piece. That's the first piece. Uh, the second thing is, uh, as an EOS implementer, my job is not to uh, indicate the answer or provide the answer. It's rather to empower the client to mm. ask better questions and, and to, to not accept, you know, sort of the Band-Aid solution or the duct tape solution. You know, uh, what I'm doing as the, as the implementer is, is uh, you know, sometimes I got to be the coach and say, look, that performance isn't very good. What are you going to do to improve it, and uh, to to ask people to you know be more critical and to to see you know maybe here's some things that we can do that we haven't been doing up until now. Why not? Is there somebody we can ask to help with that? And and that is how you generate better performance. EOS is all about the empowerment of the client. Okay, so I'm never the star of the show. Uh, as the coach, uh, I run I run beside the athlete. You know that's yeah. that's my job. <laughs> And uh, I got to say, it's, it's really liberating. You know, up until now, I've been the consultant. I've had to have the right answer. I've had to know the research. I've had to yeah. know, you know, how to, how to apply uh, the right answer. But now it's more about helping the customer, helping the client ask better questions about their business. Yeah, right. Because, because that's going to be their breakthrough. And they own the breakthrough, right? It's their breakthrough. It's not my breakthrough. <laughs> yeah, that's right, Kyle. So, um uh, in terms of the businesses that you're working with, um, uh, in Japan, mm -hmm. grew up in Detroit. I know that because yep. I did boot camp with you. But um, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but the connection to Australia is that mm -hmm. you work with a number of businesses here in Australia as well. Absolutely, yes. Uh, it's been my great pleasure to work with a number of businesses in Sydney and also in Brisbane. 
And uh, I've even been down in your neck of the woods in Melbourne um, uh, last year. Uh, really great to work with um, uh, the uh, the local Telstra um, uh, affiliate there in Melbourne, yeah. cent uh, cent Center City Telstra. So uh, yeah, it's it's been great. Um, and and the Australian businesses that I work with, you know, it's um, I can't really speak because I'm not Australian. I didn't grow up in Australia. I can't really speak to to what's special about Australia. The, uh, the customers, the clients that I work with are very similar to the clients that I work with in uh, the Philippines, in Vietnam, in Tokyo. They are hungry. They work hard. They're very smart, but they don't have all the pieces. And uh, that's why as a coach, as somebody coming from the outside, a third party, I can offer that you know, unbiased perspective and, and help. And I think that's been really great, especially, you know, the, the companies that I worked with, um, one of my clients, uh, TechPath in uh, Brisbane, really great business, uh, folks that are really committed to providing a, a great work experience uh, for their IT services team. And uh, for many, many years, they've had a great business, but they've never focused on sales. Yeah, right. And uh, they realized that in order for them to really, you know, achieve their mission, which is providing a really great work experience for more people, in the IT space, they had to get serious about their sales mission. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's sort of curious how things fit together, right? Every business has a different reason for existing, something that they really want to do. For TechPath, it's about great give, giving customers great service and having that that company, that work experience that that uh, everybody really loves. But to to achieve more means you got to get better at sales. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so very interesting um, perspective, and of course, all my clients, all my Australian clients, are, have a different uh, mission in their minds. Yeah. But uh, but moving forward, really, and and uh, it's exciting to see how their thinking is evolving as they apply EOS. So you're in a little bit of a unique position in the Asia Pacific area, in that, as you say, you're working with businesses in a number of different countries, and you mentioned the similarities that they're they're all hungry, they're all mm. smart people, they're all working hard. What are some of the differences you see across, um, you know, international boundaries? Yeah, well, it's it's fascinating actually. Uh, one of my clients in Vietnam, um, their uh, their focus, uh, their mission, if you will, is is almost like a social mission. Okay, they want to provide promising Vietnamese young professionals with a a, a sort of a ladder into a high performance you know, business management, high performance uh, business skills. And they know that people are only going to be with them for four or five years. Yeah, okay? right. so, this is, so, so they almost think of themselves as a teaching business. Yeah. You know, people come in, they do some work, they grow, they grow their skill set, they get some managerial experience, and then they graduate and they become a leader in the community with another business. Yeah, right. and, and, you know, you might think like, oh, my goodness, we don't want people leaving after four or five years because you know we're letting all that expertise go. But for this business, it's their meaning. That's why they built the business. Yeah. And they're so excited to get new people in the door, give them these this great boost, this great experience of learning and then to send them on their way, you know, with, uh, I guess, the graduation certificate in hand, right? Hmm. Um, they're working right now, they've got over 30 people on their staff, uh, and their goal, their 10-year target, okay, is uh, a thousand staff. Wow. That's what, that's what they want. <laughs> um, so, uh, 
Very interesting, right? Everybody has a different approach about what, yeah. what gets them fired up about their businesses. Yeah, yeah. So if you think about all the businesses you've worked with, what, what do you reckon the greatest outcome for a business, you know, the before and after look, it, it, you know, prior to the implementation of EOS and then after it, what, do you, what, do you, what have you seen that you've just gone, wow, that's absolutely amazing. I never thought that would happen. Right, right. Well, um, I really have to look at TechPath in Brisbane. Um, uh, they are folks who have a good idea that have worked hard for many years. I think it's almost, I think it's like the 18th year of their business. Okay, so yeah, they've been right. around for, for, for quite a while. Yeah. And you'd imagine that if you've run a business for 18 years, you would pretty much have everything figured out, right? Well, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, they've, uh, when they when they've got EOS rolling throughout their entire business, so not just the leadership team, but into their middle management and frontline, what they discovered is that there's so many ideas that are lying unmined and, and wow. unaccessed in their business. And these now are bubbling up through the natural process, the level 10 meetings that are happening every week in their company. And they're, they're reimagining how good their service can be. And they're reimagining how good their business can be. Yeah. And uh, it's just this level of excitement and engagement that they've never seen before. Um, yeah, right. So it's, uh, it's, it's really exciting for me because, you know, I, I don't actually get to feel that. It's like I just get to see the customers yeah, experiencing yeah, yeah, yeah. it. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I feel that, that helping uh, folks implement EOS is really about this journey to a new level of potential. So we talk about taking your business to the next level, and that sounds really exciting, right? But it's not just the next level. It's the next level of vision. It's the next level of potential seeing something that for a, it's like a brand new landscape that you never knew existed. Yeah, right. So uh, I, I really, you know, I, I just, I think that's so great. I, I think that if um, I, I like the folks at Take Path a lot and I hope I can keep working with them, but if I never spend another day with them, I know that, that I've helped them uh, change forever. And that's, yeah. that's, that's really exciting. Yeah, that's pretty cool, Carl. So in terms of, people are listening to you talk about your experiences and how you work with businesses and, and what you've done. Um, and of course you're open to travel when travel's allowed, of course. Yes. of course. <laughs> <laughs> how can people get in touch with you to talk more to you about EOS or, or to use you as, as an implementer? Right. Okay. So uh, I think reaching out to me is pretty easy. I'm on the EOS worldwide website uh, in the implementer international implementer directory. Uh, quite easy uh, to connect with me. And also just uh, by searching Mission People Systems uh, KK, uh, that's my Japanese business, uh, KK. So uh, either one of those is great. The other thing that's really nice about my name, K-A-R-L-P-I-S-O-R, -S is that it is only one person on earth is named Carl Pizer. So uh, if you just Google my name, you're likely to get all my information. <laughs> and of course, there's always LinkedIn. Yes, and of course, there's LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Carl, it's been great to have you on. Uh, I look forward to seeing you back in Australia soon. And uh, in the meantime, um, I know that you've been running a lot of virtual sessions from your home in Tokyo, and they've been well received because of the nature of how you go about it. Um, it's, it's one thing to have a playbook. It's another thing to have a great implementer. And, um, you know, um, that certainly describes you. So thanks very much for coming on, Carl. I really appreciate your time. Good luck in Tokyo. Let's hope there's no further earthquakes in the near future. And um, uh, 
<laughs> we'll, uh, we'll see you soon. All right, Murray, uh, great pleasure to be on your show today and uh, all the success in the world for Australia. Again, can't wait to get down there and see everyone and uh, uh, to all of my Australian clients and uh, friends. It's, it's uh, just a great pleasure to, to get to meet, know everybody over the last couple of years. Can't wait to see you again real soon. Thanks, Mike. See you. Thanks for listening to another great episode of Gripping Business Tales. Please remember to subscribe and to rate the podcast. And to start your EOS journey, contact me at grip6.com.au and I look forward to helping you get what you want from your business. Thank you.